Welcome to Flip the Switch on Life podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Marie. I'm an embodiment life coach here to help you live an empowered and soulful life. I guide women towards self-healing to take back their power so that they can start living life by their own rules and embrace their true authenticity. This podcast is your go-to where I will be giving you all the tools and resources to start the process of self-healing, doing the deep inner work, and developing your spiritual wellness. There is so much power in embodying your true self, but we often allow fear and comfortability control our lives keep us playing small and settling for less than we deserve. By learning to rewire your subconscious, you will discover your truest and your highest self. You will learn how to take back control and flip the switch on your life. So thank you so much for listening. Now let's get into the episode. Welcome back to another episode of Flip the Switch on Life. Today I have a very special guest. Catherine, who is a Ayurvedic practitioner and wellness educator from LA. Um, she also is a licensed massage therapist, body worker, and an energy worker. So she uses modalities like craniosacral therapy, Reiki healing, polarity therapy, and sensory repatterning techniques to help her clients get out of their thinking minds and back into their physical bodies of feeling. And this episode is so powerful because we are, again, talking about more of a holistic approach to our healing and not only emotional healing, trauma healing, but also physical healing. Um, I love, love, love talking about and having type of conversations that can open this space of curiosity and really allowing us to be our own advocate for our healing and not always you know, maybe take the direct approach, which has always been Western, right? And so with Catherine, we really dive deeper into the positive benefits of taking a Eastern approach and what Ayurveda is and how energy work really allows us to kind of step into more of our authenticity and step more into eradicating the not only symptom but understand the root and being able to actually have preventative measures there for us to really optimize our health so stay tuned for this really powerful episode I'm so excited to have you here and just chat more about all the things but first I'd love to just like hear a little bit more about your story and your background and just kind of like how you got into the work that you do now Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> I am an Ayurvedic practitioner from Los Angeles, and I also studied massage and bodywork therapy. I am an energy worker. Um, long story short, I had a health ailment that was not solvable via Western medicine. And that's kind of what led me to herbalism and studying more a holistic path of how to heal my body. Mm. And for the listeners here, could you explain a little bit more of um, our Ayurveda? Yeah. <laughs> so I Ayurveda, that word like yeah, jumbled in my mind. Everyone does. It's okay. Um, so Ayurveda is an ancient holistic medicine from India. It dates back to about 5000 BC. Um, basically, it describes how our bodies are made from the earth. And it describes the biological processes that go on in our bodies. A lot of people know them as doshas. If they ask you like, what's your dosha? 
And that just means like what elements are at play in your body naturally and what elements can we use to balance any imbalance that's happening in your body. So for example, if you're a pitta person, you're fire and water. And so you run kind of hot. Maybe you have like a temper or you have some like skin ailment going on or digestive upset, those kinds of things. And so you would balance with more cooling lifestyle, breathing, herbal medicine and things like that. Mm, okay. Yeah. I've, I've heard of that before and I don't remember what mine was. I think I am part Pitta, but they're Vata. That's another one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Most people in the United States are a combination of Pitta and Vata. Oh, okay. Well, I'm like, yeah. I pulled that from somewhere. That That's really fascinating. And it, it's essentially like high level learning how to live your life in a certain way based on like your body's unique way of, of, of kind of operating. Yeah. Just like your baseline and trying to get back to homeostasis. Okay. I love that. Okay. So what really brought you into this work? Like, was there anything that you were moving through or anything that just really kind of like was a catalyzer to like, kind of start doing this more holistic healing? Yeah. So I used to be an actor in Los Angeles. Oh, wow. And yeah. And then I kind of fell out of love with it. I was doing a lot of Jungian therapy and learning more about myself and discovering my inner world. And I started noticing I didn't want to play any other characters because I was finally more in touch with who I was. And I was like, mm. I don't want to be anyone else. I need to like just focus on myself. Um, and so I had like a, about a year long, like hiatus from doing anything where I was just like, what do I need to be doing? Like, I need more purpose. I need more like meaning to my life. Mm. I was really in love with practicing yoga. I was really doing a lot of meditation. I loved working with animals. Um, and then at the same time, I kind of got sick. I had a cough for like months and months and months. I saw like specialist after specialist. And then one of my lovely hippie friends from California was like, go see my herbalist. She lives in like a, in her back house. Like she has like a little office in her back house and like, she'll give you like herbs or whatever. And I was like, that's weird, but okay, <laughs> sure. I'll try it. Um, yeah. She literally didn't even touch me. She just asked me a few questions. She like hovered her hands over these like herbal vials. Mm. She made me like a custom blend. Um, I think I had, I can't remember. I had my cough anywhere between like six months and a year at that point. Wow. And I like, couldn't sleep at night. Cause it was really bad at night. Jeez. Um, she was like, take three teaspoons, uh, or take one teaspoon three times a day. It'll probably take three to four months to clear. It was gone in four days. No way. And I was like, okay, like, I need to figure out what this is because oh. that was insane to me. And I, I like knew nothing about herbal medicine. I was not a very like holistic person. My mother was a Western nurse. So I was very like on the Western mm -hmm. side at that time. And I was just like, this is really strange and weird, but I need to know like why. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> and something that I really want to also speak into is like that, that was definitely, I, I think for a lot of us, we go through these like like everyone's own definition and, and, um, 
an intensity, right? But like these rock bottoms where it's like, I can't keep doing what I've been doing or like all the ways I've been trying to do something is not working. I need to try something else. And I, I think for a lot of us, that's how we've kind of fallen into like holistic healing. Like yeah. It sounds like for you and for me, um, kind of the way that I started getting more into holistic healing was um, when I was in LA as well, back in the pandemic, like right towards the ending for, well, really wasn't the ending, but the, the <laughs> place where things started to open up again with like a lot of restrictions. And, um, I was getting off birth control and I wanted to kind of just make sure my, my hormones were kind of, uh, at homeostasis because I was so fearful of like breaking out with acne. Cause I've had acne since, since I've been 12. Oh my gosh. So like a long time. And, um, my friend was like, go see my acupuncturist. And that was the first time I ever got introduced to like Chinese medicine. And it wasn't even like the full depths, but just, just taking more of a holistic approach. And there was something in my body that was like, keep going and keep asking questions and like, just being able, like leaving every session with this sense of peace. And I'm like, I'm like, there's no way that Western medicine would ever make me feel this sense of peace. And, um, there's other digestive issues I've been kind of navigating. And now I have a, one of my best friends is a functional medicine practitioner. So she uses like a biofeedback machine, which is like, so, so yeah. yeah, so powerful. But, um, but getting to like, that was kind of my catalyst of kind of getting into my own healing. So it's really, it's really fascinating because I keep, I keep hearing these stories and it's like, there's something that like, kind of like pushes us into it or leads us into. And I really think, you know, when we were having conversation on the phone yesterday, it's kind of like this space of like, we're not really taught to go more towards the holistic woo woo, if you will, Eastern side of things because of like how we've grown up in society and what society actually is preaching. So it's kind of like, I don't know about for you. I'd love to hear more about that, but it, for me, it was kind of like a challenge to like maybe even open up to people about the type of work that I wanted to get into, not only for my business, but originally for like my personal experience because of like it wasn't really acceptable in a way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I was still resistant to Ayurveda when I started studying Ayurveda. Oh, wow. Um, so I was like seeking an herbal program and I was like, no, I just want to study herbs. But I, it was like all these like synchronistic things kept happening. Like I went to an Ayurveda 101 workshop, even though like three years prior, a yoga teacher in LA was like, oh, like what's your dosha, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what's that? You know, and we had that conversation. I wrote down in my phone on a notepad, like look up Ayurveda. Uh (laughs) So like during this like hiatus of like nothingness, I was like, a friend was like, do you want to go to this workshop? And I was like, oh yeah, I was supposed to do that like three years ago. Um, so I was like, sure, I'll go learn about that. And then coincidentally, the next week I found a school that had a program, which included herbalism. So I was like, cool, I'm going to go do that. Um, and they were like, oh, but you have to sign up within the next two weeks. And I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, cool. I'll change my whole life to go back to school. (laughs) Like I said, I wouldn't, I said I would never go back to school. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, I've gone back to school like so many times now. Um, But even when I was in school, I was like, no, I'm just here for the herbs. Like, I don't really care about any of the other stuff. Um, Mm. But once they start explaining it and you like feel it and a lot of things apply to you where you're like, oh, that's what that means. That's what I'm experiencing. That's what's going on in my body. It's like I started drinking the Kool-Aid and I was like, oh, this is it. Like, and Mm. we would have like, I want to call them spa days, but really it was just, we were learning about different oil treatments and like Chiridara and like. 
abhyanga and like massage and all these like medicinal oil things Mm -hmm. that we do. And I would just leave feeling so like zen and calm and the best I've ever felt in my body that I was like, okay, this is the key. Like this is something, Mm -hmm. you know? Wow. Yeah. And I love hearing that too, because I think it's just like even having these type of conversations, just opening ourselves up to really like experiencing something in a new way. And I always tell my clients, I always preach this to myself, to my audience. That's like, can we just get curious about things versus like that initial feeling of judgment? Because once we do, we kind of start to learn what's for us. And it sounds like for you, Ayurveda was like that kind of like key to that secret code and that unlocked all the other things, because I know that you do craniosacral therapy, Reiki, polarity therapy, sensory repatterning. So did that, were those like these branches that came from Ayurveda? Um, so basically in California, you can't do body work therapy without a, what they call a quote unquote license to touch. Okay. And so like the next gradual step, if you want to do body work, even Ayurvedic body work is to get a massage therapy license. Oh, Um, so I was like, okay, like I'll just go get a massage therapy license. I ended up going to a school that was half energetic. So they had Reiki, they had craniosacral, they had all these other things. And just to like take some elective classes, I ended up taking a sensory repatterning. Um, I never, I didn't study Reiki there. I did a private, um, study with some, someone else and then, uh, craniosacral outside of that as well. But I was like introduced to these things that I was just like very much also drawn to where I was like, Whoa, like there's something here, you know, like, I don't know, you kind of get like sucked in. Yeah. Yeah. You start like me. I don't know. I like, yeah, I like feel it in my body. I'm like, okay, this is where we're going. Cool. Mm, It's like that. It's, I mean, can we call that intuition? Intuition. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm like being showed, I'm being showed the way. Yeah. Um, for sure. Oh yeah. I love that. And thanks for sharing all of that. And that is, mm-hmm. that, that is really interesting of doing the body work. You have to be licensed, which I guess makes sense into, to some extent. Right. Yeah. Um, and something I want to seg segue into is more of like, so now that we've kind of like introduced a little bit of Ayurveda, <laughs> I'm <laughs> laughing at myself. Ayurveda. 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 Yes. Ayurveda. Thank you. I can't (laughs) speak today. Um, Okay. So once we like kind of started diving deeper into Ayurveda and we started diving more into like all the things, craniosacral, Reiki, polarity therapy, all of that, like that is a sense of energy work, correct? Um, Yeah. It's, I mean, energy work is kind of like an umbrella term for those things. Some of it is more like very gentle, like body work. Um, I Could you explain just, body yeah. work a little bit more for us that are like, we know body work as like physical therapy, but what is body work in, in yeah. this? In, so like this massage way? therapy, massage therapy is obviously massage. Um, but body work is basically just like hands on the body, moving the body. Mm. Um, so I don't know some of these things I'm recently more like, Oh, this is actually a body work. Like craniosacral mm. therapy is actually a body work. Like you, you may or may not be touching somebody physically, but you are working with the body in like such a way, like you're literally moving fluid Um, and energy too, right? And energy. Yeah. It's all, everything is energy. Like even massage therapy is technically energy. Yeah. Um, You're literally manipulating tissue. Um, and I'm trying, I think I'm trying to speak in that way because I know a lot of people are still hesitant and see it as very like woo woo Mm -hmm. with energy work where they're like, 
scared of it or they're like, oh no, that stuff doesn't work or whatever. But I'm like, you're, you're being affected. Yes. <laughs> so. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. And yeah. I think for a lot of like everyone listening now, it's like, okay, like understanding the whole essence of, of what body work is and, and just really like this whole holistic healing. It's something that really, um, really struck a chord within me when we were having conversation was just more of this whole, I think, blanket statement of, of, of a lot of us in this place of like, we don't know what we don't know until we know. And when we are in a place of self-discovery, when we're trying to do our healing work or, or understand, it's like, like you said, like this way of like hibernation of like, who am I? What do I stand for? What do I want to do in this life? And you start to question like things that are being presented to you. Like when maybe for an example, like you got let go of a job, you got fired or um, you're launching something in your business online and then it flops. Like there's always these like rock bottoms, like I said, again, in a, in a, in a way of like everyone's own intensity, but just an essence of like something not working out that makes you start to question who you are, what you're doing. And also like, what am I meant to be doing? What's my, what's my path. And something that I really wanted to dive deeper into was like the type of people that you work with and really this essence of, we don't necessarily know what's underneath that's holding us back from more fulfillment, happiness, and success. So it's like, we understand now a little bit of like the types of modalities that you use with people, but I really want to dive into like this disconnection that a lot of us have with the mind and the body. And like, when you mentioned you know, everything is kind of moving through our tissues. Like I always say, like our tissues are what holds our issues, right? Our Mm -hmm. issues are in our tissues. And so I'd love for you to speak on a little bit more of like why that is and why it's like so important to really kind of dive deeper into yourself, whether that is through these certain specific modalities that you use, but like, what is like, what is the essence behind that? The science or like the, um, the part there that's like, we need to start kind of getting more curious of like what we are suppressing and repressing. Yeah. Um, wow. So much. Okay. So like, say you roll, say you break your ankle and then the way it heals with the scar tissue and the ligaments and all the things you're going to be walking a different way from now on. Mm -hmm. So that's why when you hear a lot of like trauma work and things that you say, like the body keeps score, like the body Mm -hmm. is going to remember that you're not going to be thinking about that. Um, and so just moving from there, like knowing that there are these subtle energies that are happening within our bodies that we're not necessarily always thinking about. Mm. So like, if I have a client, most of my clients are very entrepreneurial. Um, and I think they are drawn by intuition. And in, if you're in that space of like, what should I be doing? Um, There's definitely like a slowing down kind of intuition of like trying to seek guidance in some way. And for me, I think energy work is a great place for that because all energy work is, is holding up a mirror Mm. and it's saying like, Hey, this is what's going on in your body. Do you want to work on it? Do you want to look at that? And sometimes the answer is no. Sometimes the body is like, Hey, we're not going to touch that. Um, <laughs> that's my perfect little suitcase. I packed it up. Yeah. My baggage. Yeah. Leave it alone. 
Um, and sometimes the body is going to go, Oh, like, I didn't know that was there. Yeah. Maybe I don't need that. Mm. And it's, and it's not like, it's like a conversation that's being had. It's literally our nervous system and the rest of our systems are going to be being reflected those things in order for them to recalibrate and start to work differently if they're needing to work differently. Mm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, something that I really preach as well is like, you can do all the mindset work, but if you're not doing the body work of like regulating the nervous system through different experiences, the body does keep score and it's going to continue preventing you from like moving over that hump or what, whatever that is. So, um, what, what do you find is like the biggest disconnection, um, when people come to see you? Because what you've mentioned is like, not a lot of people necessarily come for like, okay, I'm going to get energy work done. Like they're coming for certain things and you're like, ah, like I know the real, yeah, the real, yeah. the real answer behind why. Well, you're <laughs> yeah. So everything is connected. The mind and the body are connected. You can't like sever the head from the body. And, and I think in Western, um, a Western perspective and in Western medicine, we think of the, the head as the mind and as separate. Mm. Um, but, um, a lot of people maybe come for like body work or they come for Ayurveda, but then there's always that like undertone of like, oh, is there more happening? Because everything is going to be affecting everything. Mm. Um, I don't really have like a, like, that's like the, the, the bottom line really is yeah. everything is connected. Uh, if you work on the physical is going to affect the mental. If you work on the mental, it's going to affect the physical. It's all affecting the subtle body. It's all affecting your soul or whatever you want to call it, your auric field. And we can work in all these different ways. So if you're somebody who's like, oh, like my shoulder hurts, I'm just going to get like deep tissue body work, rah, 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 that's going to fix it or physical therapy or whatever. And it hasn't worked for you, then it might behoove you to start asking the question, like hold the mirror up for yourself and start asking the question of like, oh, when did this start hurting? Mm. What was going on in my life when that started happening? Could this be of emotional origin? You know, and then like from there, are you interested in getting energy work? Are you interested in changing your diet or your lifestyle regimen or taking an herbal supplement? Like, are you interested in working at it from a different way beyond the physical? Because it's not just physical. And that's something too, that I was going to segue into is like, you know, a, a lot of things that maybe not everyone is very aware of or wants to maybe look at, but I, I do believe, and I think there, there is science behind it of like, everything isn't just physical and we can actually manifest physical since physical symptoms, right. In different, um, in different illnesses and so on and so forth. So have you, um, have you found some clients that have come to you for like a physical thing and then you're, and then like, it opens up a whole door of like all of these emotional blockages that they've had within themselves? Yeah, I definitely think, um, because my, my clients are a little more intuitive. I think some of them, maybe they don't make that connect like outwardly, but mm -hmm. they know like, oh, I have these emotional things going on. And then I have this physical thing going on and mm. like, it might be related. Um, 
I, I, I want to be like careful of like pointing things out to people because it's really like your own process and I'm not there to like invade that process. I'm literally mm-hmm. just there to like hold the space of, do you want to like connect the dots or is there anything mm-hmm. to be worked out or mm-hmm. are you okay with showing up in the world in the way that you're showing up type of thing? Mm. And I would love to also like, so with the modalities that you use, what are, if you could give us maybe like a general statement of like, what could you expect in a session with you? If you're doing, do you do all of your different modalities or just do, can people come to you for specific things like Reiki or polarity therapy or like sensory repatterning, like all of those, or do you kind of just do whatever Um, the client needs? Yeah, I kind of just do what the client needs. I don't really like saying like, oh, I'm only going to do this because I find I find that people need different things in different areas of the body, mm-hmm. depending on what's happening with their system. Um, so generally speaking, I open up with a little bit of somatic body work, which is just to relax the nervous system. Um, from there, I might move into like polarity therapy, which is more just connecting the flow of energy and holding space for the body to reconnect naturally. Or I might do some like Reiki healing if I'm feeling some sort of like, uh, like heavier energy or something that needs to be more like held. Um, Mm -hmm. And then craniosacral may come in like at the beginning or the end just to like relax the nervous system and to allow like the fluid to move further. Sometimes I do a little sensory repatterning. It's more like passive joint movement and full, and moving the joint in its full range of motion to remind the mind that it can move in that way. And then it opens the mind to other ways of thinking, which is really cool. Wow. Um, but I, I've found with a lot of my clients, they already have a lot of movement in their day-to-day lives. So usually when they come to me, I am more just holding a space for stillness and like being with them and allowing them to be with themselves. Mm, That's so beautifully put is like, you know, it sounds like more slowing down, you know, people that are just very like high achiever or like high performance lifestyles. It's like kind of, could you say people come to you for like a reset almost in a way? Yeah. I would love to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I hope that I'm able to hold that space for you. Um, And it's kind of like what you mentioned too. It's like this, like, like kind of like doing, 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 and something I want to like, so understanding that energy work really just kind of moves energy, any stuckness, like, and, you know, please elaborate um, if, if you feel the need to, but it's kind of like, sometimes we have these like emotional blockages, right? Like, could we say like, I'm stressed about something or feel maybe fearful of something or something's just like blocking me from like really feeling maybe authentic or doing yeah. what I want to do. And people can come to you to kind of like get recalibrated and say, okay, like this is actually like a chakra is blocked or like, this is actually what's kind of like holding you back from X, Y, and Z. And then you kind of like do some energy work to kind of move through it. And maybe again, if they're willing to see the mirror of like, what's actually the blockage that's there, maybe that's presenting itself physically. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think a lot of people will get stuck in their different like mental patterns or behavioral patterns or sometimes like emotions. Um, And so just using those things to 
allow the system to create space for movement and flow if if it's able to. Um, and the beautiful thing about Reiki is it'll come up with like your body will like say suggestions on how to like move forward. Mm. So it might be like something so random, like, oh, you need orange essential oil. <laughs> like, I don't know why your body told me that. Like it gets <laughs> a little, like, it does get a little, like, I don't know. I, like I'm not in your body. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, it's coming up. I'm not in your body. You tell me how you feel about that. Like mm. you don't have to do it, but it's coming from your body. I'm not like making it up. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I definitely find the more that we can find that sense of like inner power, inner knowing, we can call it intuition. Um, and it's, it, and it seems like energy work is a space to reconnect with your intuition and kind of have oh, yeah. a mirror held up. Like for breath work, it's kind of the same concept in a way, because it is a somatic practice where you are breathing, you're physically doing yeah. something with your body to get into a state of mind where those inner knowings that are probably being reflected through you when you're with your clients that are like, Hey, this is coming up. How does that sound? How does that feel? And I think when we can, um, strengthen that muscle, that's where we can really see the power within our own selves to navigate our own experiences and stuff. So it's, it's really fascinating to, you know, actually talk about these type of modalities that are out there that can help you move through whatever that you're experiencing and having the space held to, to do so, because there is such a disconnect with our minds and our bodies, especially when, you know, we're in this high performance lifestyle, we're go, 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 or busy, 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 you know, I've had a lot of clients and I'm sure a lot of your, a lot of your clients that come to you, it's just like, they, they can't sit still because stillness and being quiet with themselves means that they're going to be in a space of anxiety or their body is going to like have a central nervous breakdown or whatever that is. And they don't know what it actually means to just be with those thoughts. So doing this type of work sounds like it can help you reconnect the disconnection of you not wanting to be with yourself. For sure. I want to say breath work is energy work. <laughs> yeah. Like you're, that's moving, so you're moving, you're moving air. Energy. Yeah. <laughs> you're I moving mean, energy. Yeah. Your body's literally vibrating at a and certain. Your lungs and your, your whole abdominal area stores so much, mm. so many different kinds of energy, you know? Yeah. yeah that's so true. Yeah, that's very, very true. They're all just like tools on how, tools. like you said, they, it really is more about like connecting with your intuition and connecting more with your body and really being embodied so that you can mm. make choices from your intuition. And then it will be more clear as you go about your day or move through life, you know? Yeah. And, and that was like, and that's something too, that I would love to kind of speak more into. It's like, you know, more of what, like what, what, what would be the end goal for somebody to come to you and do this energy work? Like what are, what are things that they can expect by, you know, your big thing was that helping your clients get out of their thinking minds back into their physical bodies. And I know that you mentioned the intuitional aspect, but like yeah. What, what, what is the essence behind someone coming to you and being like, okay, like I want to get this work done and, and what can they expect from just doing this type of work and being open-minded to it? I think, yeah, I think a big part of it is 
hoping that it unlocks the intuition for them to make more embodied choices, but also to tune into their bodies more. Um, our bodies are so intelligent and they're like constantly working to get us back to homeostasis. So if you're like in a healthy body, really in your body and all of a sudden one day you're like, oh, I'm really craving like avocado. Mm. And for you to know, like intuitively, I need to have some avocado versus like questioning and being like, oh no, I'm supposed to be on this diet and like mm. do these things. Cause that's coming from the mental, right? right? Versus like being in your body and having a felt sense of like, you know, what would be really good right now if I just had like a beat, yeah. <laughs> like if I just had some beet juice or something, I don't know, like who knows what is going to come up, but I think that's the main thing is having people tune in and come from a loving, more self-compassionate place. Mm, and I and I love what you mentioned of being like in this embodied version of yourself to make those decisions. Um, I think we can all agree. We all want to like trust ourselves more and not question. And as yeah. much as we do that work, sometimes that still comes up of that lingering like ego of like, can you do this? Is this right? And by doing this type of energy work and, and really, like you said, holding the mirror up to our shadows, our resistances, our fears, and that stuck energy, because everything is energy. We can help navigate our own experiences, our own resistances and fears that are there to then say, okay, what is this? How do I make sense of it? And then being able to make a decision based on how we're feeling. I, I think like collectively, I think we talked about this yesterday too, but like collectively, like we're so out of our bodies. We're so focused yeah. on this external view of like, what's right, what's wrong, what's going to keep me accepted. What's going to prevent me from being rejected from society or community. Um, and it, it's, it's just like this type of work can be so powerful to allow us to let go of all that and come back to like the center of like who you are and how you want to show up and, and what authenticity really means to you, which I think is so, so powerful and so important for a lot of us. And I, I think for a lot of us too, some, some of us don't really know exactly like all these type of, of modalities that are out there that can kind of help us come back to ourselves. Ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's sure. so beautiful. Mm. So, and like my last question is just out of curiosity, like how many sessions does it take to do, to like get to this, like maybe goal of being more intuitive or being more like being able to trust yourself more or like whatever specific thing does it, is it all depend or is there a certain amount that you recommend? Yeah, it really just depends. Um, it depends on how long you have left your body, mm. you know, it depends on how long you've been gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's this, you have to think of it also like in terms of like body work. Like if you've had like chronic low back tension and you go, say you've had it for like a decade and you go to get a massage once and you leave and you're like, oh, why is it not better? Mm. It's like, well, how long did it take you to get there? Mm. So how long is it going to take you to unwind that or, or repattern your physical body into another way of being? Like it really is just so individual. Mm -hmm. um, I feel lucky because a lot of my clients are already so intuitive. So it's kind <laughs> of just like, kind of just like, yeah, it's kind of just like taking the, 
the sheet off. Like there's like a sheet in front of their eyes or something. And I'm just yeah. like, oh, here you go. Boop. <laughs> Do you ever find resistance? Like when you show them and you're, you're being the mirror? Um, if I do in their physical body, I don't touch that area. I won't work with Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Um, we can only move as fast as the most vulnerable parts feel safe to move. Yeah. So I don't find it wise to push people or trigger people or, um, do something they're not ready for. Yeah. Like, it's like, why we're moving at the body's pace which is not the mind's pace. The mind is like all over the place. Yeah. And and, And the mind wants to go fast. Yes, absolutely. Or we just don't want to see certain things, but it it sounds like too, like this energy where it can also be kind of like the catalyzer to, to this opening the door to what else is there. That's like underneath. That's not really being looked at. Sounds like. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think for a lot of us, it's just, again, like getting curious about how our body's operating and, and something that is also just coming up for me too, is like, when you talk about different ways of eating, like with through Ayurveda and, um, like herbalism and also energy work, like they all so like coincide together, but something else that's like, also there is like how we, oh my gosh, did I lose it? was there it was there oh um how we think that we should be doing certain things and 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 kind of not not tuning into our bodies in the way that we should be eating and and um you know we kind of like like you said turn that part of ourselves off and kind of when we get into more of these holistic plate remedies and it it again out of curiosity, when you're working with a client, do you kind of suggest that they start doing energy work and also Ayurveda and like different herbalisms, like depending on like what they're coming to you for? Like, do you feel like those are all, like they all work really synchronistically together? Yeah, I think they do. Um, I don't generally, unless something comes up, um, like if somebody has had like if somebody is coming to me for Ayurveda and they've had a lot of trauma Mm -hmm. and they're like, Oh, like, what do I like? Should I be doing this energy work stuff? Um, just depending on what it is. Like I might say, like, I would, I would think that would be really good for you. Um, but I don't generally, unless it, I'm like, Oh, you could really benefit from, I, I feel like the only example of that is if somebody is coming to me for a specific ailment and there's a specific herb that I know in my mind that I'm like, Hey, if you do an Ayurvedic consult with me, I can give you this herb. Otherwise I can't give it to you. Um, but it's like, if I know your whole health history and if it would be good for you, then I can, I can give this to you if, with your permission, obviously. And if you're going to be consistent with it for it to do what it needs to do in your body. Mm, I love that. Ah, oh, that's, that's, I think such a space again, that we're not really told in Western society to really navigate to. And yeah. I think the more that we can get curious about ourselves, the more that we can open our, just open opportunities for these aha moments to really allow ourselves to connect the dots to what's there and, and how can we lift the veil a little bit more and how can we maybe open ourselves up a little bit more through 
the way that we're actually meant to be, to be opened and the way that we're meant to be mm-hmm. operating. Um, and I, I think that Ayurveda and I think any type of energy work, any really just anything that can kind of allow yourself to get any curious, tool, yeah. any tool that can really just allow yourself to, um, to get curious in that way. Um, and would you recommend anybody like, like, for anybody that's like new to this, that's getting curious about energy work, anyone that's getting curious about Ayurveda, like, is there any steps that they can take to start kind of opening that door a little bit more? Or would you just tell them to like, just dive in, try it out? Um, I think with both things, I would say like, do your own independent research, um, figure out what speaks to you. Um, I, I find it's easier, like if you're having more of a health ailment, like maybe lean towards Ayurveda. If you're having more of a spiritual, emotional kind of thing going on, maybe looking more towards energy work. And if you're having something physical, body work. And I think that is kind of like the gateway of like, if it's physical, go physical first, but it m- may not. It might not necessarily be physical, but if you're working on it from that level, like that's the level that the body is maybe needing at least to begin with. Mm. Yeah. I love that. I think that's such a great like guide for anybody who is, um, you know, looking to kind of deepen into that. Like for me, I was having like a knee issue for so long and I was like, okay, maybe I can fix it on my own. And then it was like, someone was like, have you thought about like what that knee means? And then I kind of started doing my own research of like what that, what the knee, like, cause there, there's different parts of the body that actually mean certain things, right? Like yeah. if you have different like physical symptoms there. So Another way to kind of look at, and I kid you not, it actually was a way, it, it actually made sense of like what I was moving through emotionally. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> Did you get a Louise Hay book? No. Oh, okay. I'm like, it's literally right here. It's Heal Your Body Ooh. by Louise Hay, and it'll have it. And then it'll have uh, questions next to the body part and then like an affirmation. So, for example, the, thing I just pulled up was eczema. And then it said corresponds to breathtaking antagonism, mental eruptions. And then the like positive affirmation is thinking about harmony and peace, love and joy surround me and encompass me. I am safe and secure. Mm. And just like, it's so simple. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I like this as a reference, just if like a client is going through something just to say like, oh, what could that possibly be stemming from? Yeah. Um, but also myself, like, I'll be like, okay, what do I need to be working on? Like what's happening in this part of my body that I need to like, it's like, it's really just a message from the body of like, Hey, like you need to slow down. I need attention, but and it's think- coming through on the physical level because that's usually the only time we pay attention to it. Yes. And I, and I think the, the, um, the epitome of this episode is really to show you just different tools and techniques of how to really tap into this. But ultimately I think the core message is exactly what you said is like, look at how you're operating, how your energy is and, and how you're feeling. I think we get into this space of like, we create this sense of normalcy of like, oh, I'm just tired. Like I'm identifying, I'm just always tired. And it's like, our body is not 
operating optimally. And when we can start actually taking like a bird's eye view and saying, okay, what isn't feeling like a hundred percent. And when we can take more of a holistic approach, we kind of are combating all bodies, the spiritual, the emotional, the physical, mm-hmm. the energetic, like I'm missing another body. There, but, but we have so many bodies, so many bodies. Yeah. Yeah. And I think really ultimately like honing in, can we look at more than just the physical symptoms? Can we look at the emotional? Can we look at the mental? Can we look at the spiritual? Can we look at the energetic? Can we just really be able to take a deeper scope of like, there is something there that's deeper. How can I work with all parts of ourselves? And that's what I really love about Eastern medicine is because you guys take this viewpoint of like all of it versus the Mm -hmm. Western side of like, this is the problem. This is a symptom. Heal the symptom when you're like, no, let's heal the root and energy work and different modalities that you use. And also Ayurveda can just be a really beautiful opportunity and space for somebody to take a more holistic, long-term approach to optimizing their health physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. For sure. And also a major part of Eastern medicine versus Western is preventative. Yeah. And so it's teaching us ways to be in our bodies and be in the cycles of the earth in order for us to prevent disease so that we're not like having so many issues. Yeah. And I think that's, again, another thing that society doesn't really want us to look at. They want us, they want us to be very reliant on, on them and big pharma and, I oh mean, girl, I feel that I could feel go that. into big farm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I bet you can, because it's literally a space where it's like, so reliant. Like I just started watching the, um, the documentary, um, um, take those pills Xanax, I think it's called on Netflix. Oh, I haven't I, heard of it. Maybe that's not the exact title, but it's it's labeled Xanax, and they're specifically talking about how Western medicine was so reliant on, you know, fit like here, you have anxiety, take a pill here. You can't sleep, take a pill. And Xanax is such a like common generalized, like I, I, I've, I don't know how many times I've been offered Xanax. Like it was Coke, like I've never taken it, but I'm just, it's just, it's such a common thing that you can get now that like the documentary talks about like how we're just turned, like what exactly what you're saying. We're used to turning off the underlying root cause. And I think if anything, I want to be an advocate. You want to be an advocate of really allowing yourself to think for yourself and allow yourself to see that there's such a, there's such a more holistic long-term way to prevent, but also heal what's actually going on. Not just, not just kill the symptom, actually heal the whole entire thing. Yeah. And I, I do want to say just for like any listeners out there, um, that I'm not like anti-Western medicine, I think there is a place for it. And I do think that there are a lot of medications that do help people, especially when they have exhausted their other options. Yeah. Um, but I do think like I had a client in Los Angeles and she had a joint disorder. So she was on a medication for that. And then she couldn't sleep because of that medication. So she had a sleeping Mm -hmm. medication and then she couldn't stay awake during the day. So she had Adderall to stay awake during the day. And then like, there was like something else from that side effect. So I just don't like it when it's like, okay, you have this issue, take this thing. Oh, it's causing this issue. Take this on top of this. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't like seeing that pattern. And I think that's a, that's a pattern. 
in a lot of things. And it's like, why are we taxing our liver, but our entire body also, but why are we taxing it with all of those things that are causing all these side effects if there are natural ways that could work for you? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, and I, and I want to say that too, it's like, you know, I may, maybe it sounded like I was so anti-Western. I, I'm not at all, but I, I, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I think I see that other scope where it's like, what else can we be doing? Because for a quick example, like I've, I've, I've dealt with chronic constipation since I've been eight years old, I'm 30. Um, and it's gotten better over the years and I've worked with other people, but like holistically, but I remember I would go to the gastroenterologist and they're like, they literally had a pill for idiopathic chronic constipation, which means I don't know why you have chronic constipation, but here's a pill for that. <laughs> and I was literally like, you're giving me this, an I don't know pill. Here's an, I don't yeah. know. Pill. And that's exactly like they ran one test and then they made a, an assumption. So that's really what we're talking about is like the essence of like, they like doc, like Western doctors look at you as a problem. They look at the symptom. They don't really look at like the root. Like I remember the doctor being like, there's nothing wrong with your diet. And it's like, I feel like there's so much that affects the diet when we talk about our, our intestines and like healthy bowel movements and all those different things. Like, I feel like diet is like 99% of it, but you're telling me it's not. So it's not to say like, don't go that route, but it's just, again, opening up discussion to really kind of ask yourself, can I look at this from a different perspective and maybe work together with Western and Eastern? Sure. But just like, can I just yeah. be open to different perspectives? I love an integrative approach. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. And I, and, I, and I really want to push that. Yeah. I had a similar thing when I had my cough and I was seeing like those specialists and at I feel like at a certain point he threw up his, I'd seen him like four or five times. He threw up his hands and he's like, well, I don't know what it is. It's probably just acid reflux. Like here's an acid reflux pill. And I was like, okay. And I was taking it. And then the cough was getting worse. And that's like, you know, finally when my friend was like, you need to like not do that. <laughs> and then here's an herb. And then I'm sure yeah. that just, again, like you said, opened up your mind to like, Oh yeah, for sure. Can yeah. I, be I was like, what is this witchcraft? I was like, <laughs> what is this magic? That's crazy. Four days. She told me four months. And it's just like ancient, ancient ways of doing things before even Western yeah. society was out there. Right. I mean, I, I don't know the whole entirety of like herbalism, but I, I mean, I think the essence is like, it's just been around for many, 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 many years. And like, yeah. there's proof in the pudding that it works, but mm -hmm. it, you know, oh yeah. I think we could have a whole separate conversation around, around the, the polarity of the Western and the Eastern. But I think overall, just like, again, <clears throat> bringing more awareness to having a different approach, having an integrative approach and just an open mindset of like, if there's anything that's feeling out of alignment, whether that's like stress, anxiety, physical symptoms, it's like, can you try a different approach? Can we try to open up that, that threshold to really have different ways of, of dealing with, I don't want to say dealing with moving through our, our experiences, our challenges in a yeah. more holistic approach mm -hmm. yeah. or holding space just to be where we are, you know? <sighs> yeah. And like acceptance. I think that's a big one that we're as a Western society, not really mentally equipped for mm -hmm. like it's like oh I have this problem I need ourselves. to fix it yeah yeah, yeah yeah it's like oh I'm a problem to be fixed but it's it's more like our like 
go, go, go mentality of like, oh, you just keep powering through, you white knuckle it. Like, yeah, you know, and that doesn't get anywhere. And I think the more, again, I think that could even be a deeper conversation, but more so like, yeah, can we just love ourselves for where we are? And can we like also enjoy the journey of the healing process, whatever type of healing process that is, you know, and loving ourselves there and just holding ourselves to that versus always trying to change and grow and fix change and all that. Yeah. Yeah. There needs to be space for integration for sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and Catherine, I'd love to ask you too, is there anything that you're working on right now or like, where can we connect with you and get in touch with you? Um, you can find me on Instagram. Um, (laughs) I'm over there. Uh, also my website holdspace healing hyphen holdspace hyphen healing.com. Um, yeah, thank you. (laughs) Um, and I've been really slowing down this winter season and just trying to, you know, practice what I preach and be in my own body and respect the winter and the cold and, Mm. you know, that, that stuff. Um, I am working on a self-care series. It will be like a local, I don't know that I'll make it available online. I'm in talks with a friend who has a yoga platform. So I might be able to do that through her. Amazing. Um, so yeah, just stay tuned for that. Amazing. I love that. And something I want to ask you too, is that, is there any like reading materials or anything like articles or books that we could get into that would help us kind of, you know, expand on some of the conversations we've had today? Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Hold on. I'll link these in the show notes. Yeah. Let me see. Okay. So a really good, like Ayurveda 101 is by Dr. Basant Laud and it's called the science of self-healing. Mm. Um, so that would be my recommended like Ayurveda 101 type of book. Um, I don't know that I have very, what was that other book that you talked about earlier? Oh, Louise Hay. Yes. Anything Louise Hay. Um, but this one is called feel your body. Mm. And then what about, have you read the book? The body keeps score. I have not read it in its entirety. This is a very large book. <laughs> and is it, it's, it's kind of encompassing a lot of the. A yeah. Lot of- I mean, it basically just talks, It it's more trauma-based and it basically just talks about PTSD and CPTSD. And it basically talks about how the trauma brain and how the trauma brain is different from say someone who has not had capital T trauma um, and just how the trauma brain always goes back to oh, there's something wrong with me. Um, and you know, kind of like what we were just talking about, oh, I'm a problem that needs to be fixed, like that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Um, it's pretty fascinating from what I have read, but I've not completed it. It's a very large read, It looks, but I would recommend it. It's like, good. you know, I listened to a whole podcast on it once and I was like, oh, okay. No, maybe sense. I don't need to it, read the whole it, thing, but yeah, I, I just acknowledging like the issues are stored in our tissues, but mm. well, thank you so much for spending some time today and chatting about all the things, so many things that we do- dove into. Um, and just want to appreciate your time and your energy and your expertise. And I'm so excited to also dive into more of my energy work too, because again, it just is another 
layer of myself that maybe I'm not seeing that I'm, you know, wanting to explore more. So thank you for opening up that. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Thanks for listening to this episode of Flip the Switch on Life. Please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you appreciate the show, please jump over to iTunes, give us some stars. If you're feeling for it, write a review. And if you want to learn more about these topics that we discussed today, check out the show notes for more information, or you can also come hang out, shoot me a DM on Instagram. Instagram is Jessica Marie Step, and I will see you guys next week.